It's the dictionary. Hello, word nerds, and welcome to another episode of the Dictionary, hosted by me, Spencer. This is this is going to be a bodacious episode. Uh, go ahead, and if you could, if you would be so kind as to write a review, rate this show, review this show on Apple Podcasts and the other places, that would be wonderful, wonderfully fantastic. Uh, in addition to that, you can also go to YouTube, uh, comment, subscribe, like, thumbs up, share, all of those things. That would be great. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. If through the email system, some of the things that you can do are if you were to make your own sh very short theme song, I will put it in an episode and you can email it to me. If you have a joke for any any word at the, in the rest of the alphabet, go ahead and email it to me. I will keep track of it and I will say your joke when we get there. In fact, I think I got one at the end of the E's that I need to not forget that I have. Uh, let's see. You can buy merchandise for this show and a couple other designs that I have made. Uh, the T public link is in the show notes. You can call the Google Voice number and leave a message, and I will 100% put it in an episode unless you say not to. The number is 917-727-5757. You can text it also, and uh, that's, that's great. Uh, social media, at DictionaryPod on the Instagram and threads and Twitter slash X. And then Facebook is just The Dictionary. Look for The Dictionary with the Dictionary logo. It's so super easy to find. Hmm, any other things that I am forgetting about? I think that's fine. Okay, let's talk about these words. Now, at the end of the last episode, we had uh, Epicurean, uh, which is of a relating to Epicurus or Epicureanism, um, and also related to an Epicure, which is somebody who is uh, sensitive and discriminating, especially when it comes to food and wine or maybe other sensual pleasures. So here we go with... Now, it looks like it's the same word, Epicurean, but this one has a capital E, E-P-I-C-U-R-E-A-N, noun from the 14th century. Uh, number one is a follower of Epicurus, um, and I don't think, no, we don't see Epicurus here, uh, but probably in the previous episode, or maybe in this one, I'll put a link in the show notes for Epicurus, or it's maybe pronounced Epicurus, Epicurus. Um, it's just somebody who follows it is an Epicurean. Number two is often not capitalized, and the synonym is the number two definition for the word Epicure, which is the one with sensitive and discriminating tastes, especially in food and wine. So you can be called an Epicure or an Epicurean. All right. Uh, let's see, the sound effect today is going to be... Next is Epicureanism. This is a noun from circa 1751. Number one is capitalized. 
Uh, so 1A is the philosophy of Epicurus, who subscribed to a hedonistic ethics and uh, a hedonistic ethics that considered an imperturbable emotional calm the highest good and whose followers held intellectual pleasures superior to transient sensualism. Wow, that was intense. That was a lot of stuff right there. Okay, so if you... Um, well, Epicurus, I guess, is the one who... Uh, put all these thoughts together and made this a philosophy. So if you follow this philosophy, you would be uh, an Epicure, maybe, or an Epicurean, uh, and you would be following Epicureanism. So what is what is this Epicureanism? What do you believe? Um, you, It's a hedonistic ethics that considered an imperturbable emotional calm the highest good. So this emotional calm is the most important thing. Um, they had intellectual pleasures, uh, whose followers held intellectual pleasures superior to transient sensualism. So it's like things for your brain are better than things for your body. That's, that's what I'm taking from this simple definition. Of course, I will put a link in the show notes for Epicureanism. I'm not entirely sure if that's right. Transient sensualism makes me think that this is more of the physical pleasures, the body, the food, the wine, those sorts of things, but they're transient. They just come and go. They, they're, only, they're only here to stay for a short period of time. So things in your brain, though, the intellectual pleasures are better because when you're learning things, those will stay forever unless you forget, but that's besides the point. So... So, maybe if you are a follower of this podcast or other educational podcasts and shows and things like that, then maybe you would be following Epicureanism because you're like, I want to learn all the stuff. I want to know all the stuff. And that's more important than eating good wine, <laughs> eating good wine, drinking good wine, good drinks, good foods, good physical pleasures, those things. I don't know. They can they can be both equally important. It's up to you. And what what do you like? It's very subjective to the person. Um. Yeah. I think I think. But now hedonistic ethics. That's make makes me think of the transient sensual. I don't know. Are people still following this thing? I don't know. Let's now talk about one B. This is a way of life in accord with Epicureanism. So it's the philosophy, and then it's also just the way of life. Do you follow an Epicureanistic life? I assume that's a word. Number two, the synonym is Epicurism, which is our next word. Epicurism. Noun from 1586. This is the practices or tastes of an Epicure or an Epicurean. Now, the thing that I think is interesting, which I forgot to mention in the previous word, is that it it uh, they believe that these intellectual pleasures are superior to transient sensualism, but the Epicure 
is uh, devoted to sensual pleasure, sensitive and discriminating tastes, especially in food and wine. It didn't really say anything about intellectual things over sensual things. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there, which is confusing to me, but I'm sure there's a good explanation for it. Um, so yeah, Epicurism, the practices, the tastes of an Epicure. I, I got the, the Epicurism because I can distinguish a Cabernet from a Merlot. I don't think I can do that. So it's it it just a thing to say. Um, okay, okay. So this seems like it's all coming from, yeah, Epicurus, uh, which we saw in the etymology for Epicure. And uh, yeah, well, you'll have to just go check out the links in the show notes or look it up yourself to learn more about who that was and why they created this philosophy. I don't know. Wop, 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 wop. Next is Epicutical. Noun from 1929, the outermost waxy layer of the arthropod exoskeleton. So I think of a crab, maybe they've got this exoskeleton. They're an arthropod, I think, I hope. And I, I guess it has a waxy layer, so maybe it's some sort of oddly protective layer on this hard shell. And that's called the epicuticle. Now, we have cuticles on our fingers, fingernails, our toenails. Um, I don't know. It's just this, like, weird, very small, skinny thing between the nail and the skin. It's like the, the border, the layer, the, the protective thing. It's just it's an edge. Um, what are other things related to cuticles? I don't know. I don't remember when I read that in the seas. But this epicuticle, and it's epicuticle because it's on top. It's the outermost layer. Okay. Oh, epicuticular. Epicuticular. That is an adjective. Um, so if you're describing something as the outermost layer of a thing or this specific waxy layer, you can call it epicuticular. Here we go with epicycle. Epicycle. Yeah, it's like a bicycle or a unicycle, but with epi at the front. Epicycle. Noun from the 14th century. Number one. This says this is astron, a Ptolemaic astron. In Ptolemaic astron, that's what we're talking about. Ptolemaic is PT. O-L-E-M-A-I-C, an astron, I assume is related to uh, maybe a star or something like that. So that's the, that's the topic that we're talking about here. So this is, this epicycle is a circle in which a planet moves and which has a center that is itself carried around at the same time on the circumference of a larger circle. I need a visual for this. We have a visual coming up for a different word, um, but I don't know if they're related at all. So let's just look up on your handy, dandy computer that's right in front of you. Let's look up images for this epicycle. Okay, okay. Starting to make sense. Um, so let's reread it. 
Uh, this is a circle in which a planet moves. So a, a, a planet is moving around in a circle. And it has a center that is itself carried around at the same time on the circumference of a larger circle. So, the, okay, okay, I'm seeing that, I'm seeing that. So, okay, okay, I think our moon would be a good example of this. The moon is going around on an epicycle because you got the sun, and then you got the Earth that's going around in a circle. It's not exactly a circle, but for, for the sake of argument, we'll call it a circle. It's going around in a circle around the sun. And then the moon is going around a circle around the Earth. And so that's so that circle is the epicycle because it is going around a thing that itself is going around a bigger circle. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, the planet moves and has a center that is carried around the same time. I, mean, I wouldn't have been able to figure that out based on this definition. I had to see it and put the two together because I'm not great with the words, but I'm good with the visuals. And you put them together, we got a winner. Uh, has a center carried around the same time in the circumference of a... Yeah, I think our moon, many moons, uh, That that's the best example. Now, there are probably other examples, but that's the one I can think of. Um, there's, yeah, other, other sub-definition, sub-variants that I see major epicycle and minor epicycle. Now, if there was a moon going around the moon, then would that be a whole other epicycle? Maybe. Okay, so now we have number two, a process going on within a larger one. That's kind of the, the whole idea of this. There's a big thing going on, but then there's a, a smaller sub-thing going on, too. That's the epicycle. Hmm. Epicyclic, or epicyclic, that is an adjective. Um, and the etymology, it seems probably semi-obvious, um, but this is from Greek, epikyklos, which is from epi plus kyklos, which means circle. And there's more at the word wheel. Wheel what's what's the epi prefix doing here? Now, if we go look at epi, we've got upon, besides, attached to, maybe it's a circle attached to another circle, over, outer, after, yeah, I think attached to is the one that makes the most sense here. That's why it's an epicycle. That's the sound that the moon makes. Okay. The sound that my mouth is going to make is wap 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 Next is epicyclic train, two words and it's like the choo choo train. This is a noun from 1869, a train as of gear wheels. So it's not the whole literal train, it's more like a train system of these gear wheels. A train designed to have one or more parts travel around the circumference of another fixed or revolving part. And yeah, gears get super complicated. So yeah, you've got one gear going around and that affects another one and maybe another one. Um, it's a train designed to have one or more parts travel around the circumference of another fixed or revolving part. So you've got one that's going around, and then you've got more that go... So maybe you've got a big gear, and then maybe at the 
edge of that gear, you've got another one that's going around. And that would be an epicyclic train. This seems probably pretty common for a lot of gear systems, I would think. Wah, 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 wah. Epicycloid. Noun from circa 1755. I'm going to start bringing up my movie list so I don't have to deal with that later uh, because that's always a pain. Um, Epicycloid. This is a curve traced by a point on a circle that rolls on the outside of a fixed circle. And epicycloidal. Epicycloidal. That is an adjective. Um, A curve traced by a point on a circle that rolls on the outside of a fixed circle. So we have a picture here, um, and maybe I need to post a a similar picture on the social media for this, this epicycloid. So there is a circle in the center. It's a big old circle. And then we have a bunch of curves that come off of the edge of the circle, um, and there's some there's some letters. We got E and F and P and R. Okay, so E is traced by point. So though in the dotted line, this is the circle that goes um, that sort of juts out from the edge of the big circle. We got circle A. That's the big one in the middle, and then we have just an arc. So I'm let's see if I can. What I need a I need a physical thing to show. Ooh, how about this? I got some I got some tape here. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so this is circle A. And then if you're watching this, this is going to help. If you're not watching this, if you're just listening, it's not going to help, but I'll try. Okay, so then from here, there's an arc that goes like this. That is E. That is the epicycloid. It is traced by point. It's a point that's traced around this arc, this curve. Okay, now we have P. Oh, no, I think I had that backwards. Epicycloid is E. E, that's the epicycloid. That's the curve. Now, P is the traced by point, and this this is, there's another circle on top of this circle, a smaller circle on the edge of it. Their edges are connected together, Um, and I'm a little confused as what, how this is working exactly. Um, let's just say that R is on circle, and it's pointing to the edge of this smaller circle that's on the edge. And then F is rolling on fixed circle. And so I guess this little circle rolls along. F is pointing to the circumference of this big circle. And then this little circle is rolling around the edge of it. But how exactly that's creating this curve, I'm not entirely sure. It would have to go like through the circumference to create that. Let's read the definition again. Uh, a curve traced by a point on a circle that rolls on the outside of a fixed circle. Okay, now it's making more sense. So this little circle P, no, sorry, this little circle R, right? I think that's the, the little circle. You make a point on that small circle and as you roll the small circle over the circumference of the big circle that specific point i believe that would be p right traced by point uh, that point is going to create an arc an imaginary arc over the big circle okay that makes sense now for me i don't know if it makes sense for you 
Um, what's the point of this? Why do we care about these things? Um, it's a cycloid because it's a sort of a, uh, a cycle, a circle, circle-like thing. Uh, and it's epi because it's on the top of it. It's on the outside. What do we use these for? What's the point? Uh, maybe I need to put a link in the show notes for epicycloid and be just like, why? Why epicycloid? What's, why do you exist? Why do we care about you? Epicycloidal, I think I said that. That's an adjective. Okay. We are done with that little section. Now we have a new section. Wah, 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 wah. We have epidemic. First form adjective from where's the year? Uh, 1603. Number one, affecting or tending to affect a disproportionately large number of individuals within a population, community, or region at the same time. This is, this is a thing that's affecting a whole lot of people in the same area. As in the example, typhoid was epidemic because it affected a lot of people in the same area. Uh, Number 2A, excessively prevalent. Very prevalent. So, so prevalent. It's it's around all the places. Um, Let's see. What what would be an epidemic? Well, I think this year, uh, Taylor Swift was a bit of an epidemic because she was excessively prevalent. She went on tour. She had the movie. Everybody went crazy for her. I don't really listen to her music. I know a few songs, um, but I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about her and what was going on with her this year and uh, just also her songs in general. And it was really helpful to me because I had never listened to her lyrics. I don't listen to her music. And so they were talking about how she's she puts really important parts from her own life into her songs, and she's a fantastic songwriter. Anyway, the point is, Taylor Swift is an epidemic. Now we have 2B. The synonym is contagious. So yes, when something is contagious, it can easily spread from one person or one thing to another thing, uh, like people's love for Taylor Swift. And when that happens that can become an epidemic because it's going to affect all of these people in this small area, this group, this region, this population. Um, Oh, sorry, that's the number four definition for contagious. Very specific, number four. As in epidemic laughter. That's the best kind of epidemic is when one person starts laughing and then somebody else starts laughing. That's the way we got to live our life. I don't laugh as much as I used to. I I laugh some. I watch funny things sometimes. But man, when I was a kid, my friend and I, we would have these big old laugh attacks. I would get these random laugh attacks. Just just can't stop laughing. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, we need more epidemic laughter. Okay. Number three for epidemic is of relating to or consisting, no, constituting an epidemic. Of, of an ep- epidemic, relating to an epidemic, or constituting an, ep- an epidemic is epidemic. As in, the practice had reached 
epidemic proportions. The practice had reached... What, what practice is this? What practice are we talking about? Epidemic... So many people are practicing. Everybody starts practicing piano at the same time. That practice will have reached epidemic proportions. Epidemical is an adjective. Epidemically is an adverb. Epidemicity. Epidemicity, that is a noun. Um, This word is from. Where is it from? It's from lots of places. It's from French. Epidemique. From Middle French. Epidemie. uh, Which means epidemic, I guess. From the Latin epidemia. Also from the Greek epidemia, which means visit or epidemic. Oh, the epidemic, that thing, that contagious laughter is coming to visit me. It's coming to visit. It's coming over for a week. It's good. And then we're going to have an epidemic of laughter. Also from epidemos, which means visiting or epidemic. From the epi prefix plus demos, which means people. And there's more at the word demagogue. So, it's, so, okay, so it's the epi prefix plus people, and it's something that just spreads from people to people, from person to person. Um, Which one of these epi definitions, upon, besides, attached to, over, outer, after, I'm just going to say it's all of them, or maybe attached to. One thing, one person starts laughing, and then it, it the laughter attaches itself to the next person and then to the next person. And uh, I, I hope this podcast becomes epidemic. Just spread it. Just spread it like a contagion. Um, we, uh, maybe I'll talk about that in the next one. The next word is wah, wah, wah. The second form of epidemic is a noun from 1757 and uh, number one, is an outbreak of epidemic disease. I think it's fair to say that we lived through an epidemic. Most of us lived through it. Not everybody made it through this recent epidemic that we have. Um, what are the other words that we used? Uh, pan- pandemic? Um, what would be the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic, um, a pandemic means all. And I believe that the, the, the reason why we use that word was because it went through literally all of the world, the whole world. That's why it's pandemic. Epidemic, now this is, this. here's a page, here's an, a thing. What's the difference between an endemic, an epidemic, and pandemic disease? Endemic, which, uh, yeah, I guess we read that a while ago, is constantly present in a certain population or region with relatively low spread, or there may be periods when it doesn't affect people at all, um, uh, if it is only present in the environment. So it's just always there. Um, Like a lot of places in Africa, I know we're dealing with a bunch of different diseases and worms or things like that. They're just kind of always there, and there's people who are trying to get rid of them. Epidemic disease is when there is a sudden increase in cases spreading through a large population like a country. Uh, an outbreak is similar, but usually covers a smaller geographic area. So it's generally consolidated to one area. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, countries 
don't don't uh, or or communities they they don't have solid borders. You know, it can easily be spread. Ideally, you'd want to keep something to an epidemic opposed to a pandemic, which is that is when there is a sudden increase in cases spreading through several countries, continents, or the whole world. So that's that's the the level of demic diseases. Okay. Um, so yes, we I don't think we can call the COVID thing uh, an e- epidemic because it went through the whole world. So that's why it's a pandemic. Now, number two for epidemic is, this is the second form of epidemic. This is an outbreak or product of sudden rapid spread, growth, or development, as in an epidemic of bankruptcies. What spurred that on? Why are all these people going through bankruptcies? So just anything, not just a disease, uh, just a spread, spreading of a thing that is an epidemic. All right, one more word in this episode. We've got epidemiology, or just epidemiology. E P I D E M I O L O G Y. Noun from circa 1861, a branch of medical science that deals with the incidence, distribution, and control of disease in a population. Yep, it's related to the previous words. Number two for epidemiology. This is the sum of the factors controlling the presence or absence of a disease or pathogen. So this is all the factors combined together that control the presence or absence of a disease or pathogen. That control the presence or absence. It's there or it's not there. Epidemiological uh, or epidemiologic, that's an adjective. Epidemiologically is an adverb. And epidemiologist, that is a noun. I don't really know how something can be done epidemiologically, but I guess an epidemiologist would be the one who does something epidemiologically. Okay, Uh, those were all the words. Now I'm going to pick a word of the episode. We had epicurean, epicureanism, epicurism, epicutical, epicycle, epicyclic train, epicycloid, epidemic, epidemic, and epidemiology. Well, I am debating between epidemic and epicycle. I think an epicycle is interesting. I don't know why, but it is. That's what it does. Okay, you got to look at my finger. Um, what what am I gonna pick? Well, um, maybe just epidemic. Um, yeah, maybe we'll pick epidemic. Hmm. Okay, song. Gotta make a song. I hope this podcast becomes an epidemic of edutainment. Yeah. Fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I tried to make it a more positive type of epidemic, like an epidemic of laughter. I want more of that, please. 
All right, I'm going to tell you about a couple of movies that I watched. Uh, oh, here we go. Malignant. Malignant. Crazy, crazy movie. I feel like it's pretty aware of what it is and what it's doing and that it's bonkers weird. Um, How Did This Get Made had a wonderful episode about this movie. I don't think at the time of recording, which is December 22nd, 7.40 a.m. right now, I don't think it's available on their podcast feed. How Did This Get Made? Uh, but if when when it becomes available, you should definitely watch the movie which order do you, does it matter which order you do it in i don't know i hadn't watched the movie so i listened to the episode when it aired a while ago and then i recently watched the movie uh, bec- and it's just it's just so silly goofy fun crazy creepy weird bonkers stuff it's great uh and then we watched barbie again actually i just watched it by myself because it became it came on amazon and i decided that i wanted to buy it because it's great and it's fun and it's important and I am going to try to learn um, parts of the I'm Just Ken dance so I can do it at karaoke, which I plan to do in uh, on a trip we're going to in February. I, I know the song pretty well. I still mess up the lyrics, but um, I know it pretty well. And, you know, when I got the lyrics in front of me, it's great. But I want I need to I need to add something more to it. So I'm going to work on that. OK, this is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.